Welcome to Exploring Possibility. I'm your host, Christopher Giel, and with this show, my mission is to empower you. I want to inspire those who have forgotten their true worth, their highest potential, and their ultimate capability. I'll be exploring topics that are aimed towards personal growth to help you gain insight and approach life with new perspectives. I want you to increase your impact and help you live a more fulfilling life because limited thinking equals limited being. Let the show begin. Hello guys and welcome to today's episode. Today is episode number 40, so it's number four zero. I just want to thank you guys for tuning in today, whether you are a regular listener or whether you are a new listener. Just thank you for tuning in and thank you for learning all these new things with me today and you know gaining new perspectives authentically you know in a way that can help us move forward and just improve our own lives so having that out of the way i'm gonna quickly introduce our guest today our guest today is yulandi dirksen and she is the managing director of the neurocoach institute so as you can imagine that's why i've got Yulandi on today is because of the fact that she is a neuro coach. Um, so you'll, you'll hear more about how she approaches life throughout this episode. So I won't give away too much, but just a little bit more on her. She's also a qualified occupationally directed education training and development practitioner with a bunch of certifications and years of experience. That's quite a mouthful, but uh, she also describes herself as a mother, a wife, an educator, a coach, and a mentor. And on top of all of that, she just loves being all of that. She's quite the multi-potentialite, if I just have a look at that. She truly believes in coaching as it's, you know, the process of assisting people to think about things differently. And that's obviously, not obviously, but that's really what the show is all about. It's, it's coming down to the fact that I want people to think and approach their life in a different way, in a way that can help them move forward and empower themselves to take the steps necessary to change what needs to be changed. So the main theme for this episode is basically fears and fixations and freedom and fulfillment. So it's, it's moving from the one to the other. It's moving from what they call the sympathetic and the parasympathetic system and being able to balance between the two. So that's, that's a main theme for this episode. I also just asked Yolandi some questions about, you know, why people, why people take the shortcut, why they want to, you know, be short-term thinkers or they only have the short-term in mind. They want to, you know, pop a quick pull to make the fix instead of working through whatever they need to work through and use the tools that are readily available by for example, the body, you know, it has the ability to do magnificent things, but we don't use it, you know, to its full capabilities. So I'll just ask a few questions around that. We explored the, the idea of the inner world and how we can reframe. And then lastly, she took us through to exercises, which someone can follow to change or at least take a little bit of control over the inner world. And the second exercise was a balancing breath exercise. Both of these exercises, very simple, yet very, very powerful. So if you want to join in for that, and if it sounds exciting, listen to the end of the conversation, listen all the way through, do the exercises with us, and then you let us know how that goes. So obviously with the balancing breath exercise, you'll see that there are some pauses, but that's just to add to the exercise. So if you are doing the exercise with us, just, you know, pause with us within those times and then you'll see the effects take place of that exercise. Yeah, that's about it for this episode. That's it from myself and Yulandi. So let's get into the discussion. Guys, welcome to today's new episode, another episode where we just jump in, where we decipher all these different things about life. And especially today, we're going to stretch the possibilities and ideas and discussions around fears and fixations, you know, all these things that I'm sure we all deal with in life every single day as we want to move into more fulfillment and freedom, as I'm sure you do, as I want to do every single day. So for today, as I mentioned in the intro, I've got a special guest who's going to help us out and just help us navigate today's questions and discussion and just have a chat around this idea around freedom and what fulfillment means and how we can 
I believe, in a way, be unstoppable as we move towards that. So, Yulandi, welcome to the show. Chris, thank you for having me on the show. I'm truly excited to be here. Great, great, great stuff. I'm super excited. I love delving into this. I love, well, I'm saying love, but I'm sometimes fearful of of these things. But (laughs) even though I'm fearful, I try and step into the things that I'm fearful of in order to gain something new or learn something new or grow in some, some form or some way. But above all of that, I know that you specialize in helping people to just think differently, you know, just question and have, have a different perspective. So let's, let's just mimic that today. Let's discuss what you call the four F's because we've spoken about this off camera and before we jump into this cool technique or this cool process of approaching fear and freedom and all these things, let's start with the, the word freedom. Let's start with the word fulfilled as well. Let's start there and just give, a pe- give people like a glimpse of what you mean by that or what, what it stands for. What, what's the definition of that? Why do we start there? Why is it important that we understand what freedom means and also what it means to be fulfilled because I feel that's like a a, a need for all of humanity, but I could be wrong. It's just my opinion, but let's start there. Freedom and fulfillment. What does it mean? Why are we talking about it? (laughs) And yeah, I believe that is actually a beautiful place for us to start at to say, what does freedom and fulfillment mean to each of us? Um, I look at what reality is and we each have our own realities. We create our own realities. So The question there would be, what does freedom and fulfillment mean to each of us? And that is exactly what I'd like for us to explore today. I would like for us to become curious, to say, what does freedom mean to each and every one of us? We all have different personalities. We have different fears. We have different fixations. And by exploring these fears and fixations that we have, and getting stuck sometimes in these fixations. How do we become unstuck and move to freedom and fulfillment? So, Chris, yeah, I would, I would love to explore the word fear, if I may, yeah. Yeah, that sounds interesting because I'm, I'm feeling that fear is, in a way, the block or the limitation that keeps us from going towards fulfillment and freedom. So yeah, oh, yes. by all means, let's, let's jump into fear and let's start there. Let's start the conversation there. All right. So I would like to look at the difference between fear and anxiety. So I um, did a little bit of research a few years ago because I found the word fear very interesting to say, what is true fear? When do we experience fear And the moment I started doing a bit of research into it, I came across the difference between fear and and anxiety. So if we look at anxiety versus fear, there's been quite a few studies that's been conducted. Um, One of the first studies I read about took place in 1961 already. Can you imagine people already doing research on this in those years? So two um, psychologists, Zarnoff and Zimbardo, did research on fear and anxiety. And what they basically did is they took two groups of people, the one group of people, they said, you know what, what is it to truly experience fear? And they explained to them, if you had to get an electric shock, you would truly experience fear. So this was all makeshift just to see what the reaction is. And then they said to them, the next group to experience some anxiety they'd make them do some things that could make them feel embarrassed. So in a social environment, if we think of this in in real life experience, if we had to face a lion, for example, or we had to stand on a very narrow ledge on a cliff, Mm. you will experience true fear. Yet the moment we want to walk or we have to walk onto a stage and talk in front of hundreds or thousands of people, we experience that same feeling. And the neurology might be telling us, goodness, I'm experiencing fear, yet that is what we refer to as anxiety. So fear is a true life-threatening situation 
And anxiety can be something that we are creating. So the moment we experience this anxiety, we fixate. The moment we fixate is when we get into that stuckness feeling. And this is where we say, all right, so how do I move from this fixation because I'm feeling stuck from this anxiety that I'm experiencing? How do I move to the freedom and fulfillment? So, Chris, at any given moment, we have got two worlds that's on the go. We have our outer world, everything that's happening around us, and we have our inner worlds. Currently, human beings are focusing so much on our outer world and what's happening there that it is causing so much internal anxiety in our inner worlds. So we need to explore ways to say, how do I take control back? How do I take control into my hands again? To say, I will decide what will affect my inner world. And I would love to share with you a really cool technique, a very interesting thing that we refer to as neuro-linguistic programming. And we look at the aspect of reframing. So when it comes to reframing, um, Chris, it is really about looking at ourselves through the eyes like in the third person, like observing somebody from the outside. So reframing has got three steps. And I would love to share those three steps today with the listeners. The very first step is to acknowledge Acknowledge that you are experiencing a feeling of anxiety. If you are acknowledging it, you will say, I can feel currently I am not comfortable. I'm feeling stuck. Something has caused me to feel anxious. So step one in this reframing process is to acknowledge. The moment we acknowledge it, we are aware of it. Our step two is then to observe. Look from the outside and say, you know what, I really don't like how this is making me feel. And if I look at myself, I'm reacting in a certain way that is not currently serving me or the people around me. Um, Christopher, me, myself, uh, being a bit of a strict perfectionist, really have (laughs) observed myself from the outside and can sometimes see how I would want to have things in a certain order in my own household planning my meals ahead, making sure that my office is in a certain way. And this can sometimes carry over to my family. Yet the moment I experience that feeling of anxiety to put things in order and have them in a certain way, I would stop and observe myself and say, Yulandi, is this serving yourself as well as the others around you? And the moment I observe myself moving into that stuckness, And into that fixation, I say, ah, fascinating. It is interesting how I am currently reacting to this. So the step three and the final step of this reframing is to say, how do I create a new story for myself? So my story has been your house should be in order, things should be in a certain way and we need to structure things in a certain um, order in the household and with a family and in the workplace. Yet the moment we realize that things do not have to be in a certain way, we have the choice to say, what do I believe is the most essential to do right now? What is important for me? What would serve me? And of course, how could this serve people around me? So yeah, I believe those three steps of reframing can truly assist us from looking at when I become fixated, when I become stuck, to say, how do I reframe my thinking? I can acknowledge, I can observe myself, and then make the decision to say, let's create a new story. Let's create a new way that would serve me and the others around me. 
Chris, can you relate to that? Yes, uh, I can. <laughs> uh, there's a few things that come to mind when I think about that. And one, if I just had to come up with something or something actually, something that actually happens quite a lot or used to happen a lot and is happening less and less is when I tend to fixate on what people think, especially when I choose to say what I believe in or what I'm passionate about and whether it contradicts with what stands out there. So especially when I need to, I'm saying need to, but want to be my authentic self, uh, yes. that, that makes me fixate on, on people, I guess, on the external world, on, on opinions, yes. on things that I can't control, on things that I can't grab on, onto. So yes, I tend to, I can see this, this happening in my own life where I fixate on those things and that just spirals out of control for me. And then, yeah, it leads me to anxiousness. And obviously the more I think about it, the more I go back and the more I fix that. And the, that loop just continues and I'll stay in that anxious circle. So I think I do, I relate a lot with what you just said. There's a lot of uh, truth in, in this discussion so far. You know, Chris, it's interesting because I heard you now saying you feel like you're out of control, you're spiraling out of control. And it's interesting because what happens to the nervous system, the moment we get into that fixation or we feel stuck, is that the sympathetic system goes into overdrive. So the moment we feel that anxiety, our breathing picks up, our heart rate picks up, the moment you have to go and talk in front of people, the moment you now have to show your authenticity and you have that fear of saying, you know what, what would people think of me? How would they look at me? What would they say? Yet the moment we realize that, we could say, ah, oh, is this a true fear or is this an anxiety? And the moment we realize it's an anxiety, we can say, I can feel my sympathetic system going into overdrive. I'm not thinking clearly. I am breathing fast. My heart rate is pounding in my ears. And what is so amazing is that we have the ability to control our inner world and also to bring our nervous system into balance. So I'd love to share with you um, another technique here at this point, Chris, where we can discuss how to take our sympathetic system, which brings up the heart rate, speeds up um, the breathing. And this is a, an amazing system to help us to take action. Um, it helps us to react. When there's true danger, we truly need our sympathetic system to be active so that we can take action. Yet in situations where we would like to have a bit of a calmer approach to certain situations, we would like to bring it into balance by looking at our parasympathetic system, which is the opposite side of the sympathetic system. So to take a look at the parasympathetic system, it's about saying, how can I lower my heart rate, feel in control, and just get into that balanced area where I know, you know what, I am comfortable to make a right decision and to react in the right way at that moment. So, Chris, I don't know if you are familiar with this term, but what I'd like to share here is something that we refer to as breathing. Um. I'm quite aware, <laughs> uh, although, <laughs> although it's a thing we do every single day, I'm sure most of us don't place enough conscious awareness on doing it, I would say accurately or at least intentionally throughout the day. Before we, before we jump onto breathing, I've got, I've got this question in my mind around the sympathetic and parasympathetic uh, system. And is there another example or another way of explaining that to someone in layman's terms so that they can really grasp the two, like the, the difference between the two. Is, is there like a concrete example that we can jump through before we jump into breathing? So for anyone listening out there thinking sympathetic, parasympathetic, like I don't get it. What, what would you, what would you tell these people in layman's terms in this most simplest way of what that means? 
So that's actually, that's a stunning question. And um, Chris, I think that it relates very nicely to the two sets of words we are looking at today. So if we look at fear and, and anxiety, that could immediately cause our sympathetic system, the system that causes us to take action immediately. Yeah. Yeah. That is the system that can be activated at that point. So when we experience anxiety or we feel we need to take action and do something, that yes. is when the sympathetic system takes action. So even many times when we say, oh, goodness, I'm really procrastinating on something. I'm really overthinking this. Um, I'm stuck about accomplishing this task in the office. I just don't know a way forward. We are maybe in the parasympathetic state and we would like to move into the sympathetic system to say, how do I now take action? How do I get my um, action center to step up and to take action. So the sympathetic in layman's term is to say, get up and take action. Parasympathetic is let's slow things a bit down. Let's sit down. Let's relax. Gotcha. Okay. So if we want to move from the, from the sympathetic to the parasympathetic, is this where the next technique comes in, which is the obvious breathing <laughs> <laughs> yes and you know chris uh, you said that it is something that we do every day yet it is so interesting to observe and see how people have unlearned how to breathe properly um i immediately know when i feel anxiety i'll breathe very fast and i can actually feel like i feel i'm not breathing properly even something as simple as sitting behind your desk we stop breathing deep enough to truly take in oxygen. Mm. So, you know, Chris, I, I believe that there's a very simple process to this and balanced breathing really assists just to bring those two sympathetics into balance so that we're not too action-driven and not too hyper or not too relaxed mm. and not taking some action. So we really want to find a beautiful balance between the two. And this is where breathing truly comes in. So, Chris, would you like to do some balanced breathing with me? I love it. Let's do it. Excellent. So our very first step is just to become nice and comfortable. Sit on your chair, on your couch, on your bed, wherever you are really comfortable. The best way is to place your two feet next to each other on the floor so that your body is in a comfortable position. And very slowly through your nose, breathe in for six seconds. Hold your breath for six seconds for the oxygen to circulate through your body. And slowly release for six seconds. We're going to try that once more. Let's slowly breathe in for six seconds. Hold it there. Relax the shoulders. And slowly six seconds out. Krishna, while doing this, you have instructed your sympathetic and parasympathetic systems to get into balance. By breathing in the air for the six seconds, you are telling your sympathetic system, I would like to take action. Holding the breath there is what creates that balance and the oxygen to flow through the body and the releasing of the breath is then what is instructing the parasympathetic system to relax. By doing this breathing, simple breathing technique, anywhere you are, if it's in your car, if it is in the office, if it's on your couch, if it's in the morning when you wake up, one minute a day, you will have a focused, clear mindset that you can actually start your day with or end your day with. Even if it is that you are experiencing anxiety just before you step onto a stage or just before you speak to people, 
this truly can be a way of just creating that beautiful balance between the sympathetic and parasympathetic systems. That's awesome. If, if those listening actually did the exercise, you will feel a sense of relaxation. And you also mentioned that if you feel like, if you feel unfocused or distracted in some, some way, then just getting like the breathing under control in a way, it just brings back the focus. It takes away the, not all the anxiety, but at least it reduces the anxiety slowly, slowly. I guess the more you do it, the more we'll, we'll reduce anxiety. And as we did this, you had a number you gave us, you said six seconds in, hold for six seconds, and then six seconds release, which then exhales the breath. Recently, I've been doing a lot of speed reading uh, courses, or actually one course, but a lot of speed reading exercises rather. And the instructor also speaks about breathing. And then he speaks about uh, a four second breathe in, hold, breathe out. And he just, what, what I'm getting to is he refers to it as alpha um, breathing or you're getting into the alpha state of mind and, and what he speaks to, he speaks into the, the calming of the mind, the calming effect, the calm receptive state. And I'm assuming that's part of why we hold the breath as well. Like you mentioned, it circulates through the, you know, the nervous system, through the body. Is there, what would happen if we don't hold our breath? Is, is it, would it have a massive impact? Uh, can we just breathe in and breathe out or should we like, do you suggest that we do the six-second hold? And is it super necessary? Christopher, you know, um, we have what's called mindfulness. And I know this is a word that we refer to quite a few times. And sometimes our minds are full. We have got so much going on in our minds. There's so much that we are thinking of. So that moment of keeping that breath in, is to really let go of all the thoughts and everything that we are thinking about experiencing and focusing on the air that's in your body that you are keeping your lungs and then to slowly release it. So it's a beautiful way also for us to refocus our minds on where we want it. There's so many things that we focus on. What is going on? What do I have to do for the day? What is on my schedule? What's on my to-do list? Yet the moment we do that, we can actually feel the release. And Chris, my son is currently um, also learning now to study for exams. And when we practice this technique with him and he said, mom, I'm feeling anxiety. I can feel that I'm worried about my test. We had a mind that was full a lot of a lot of thoughts and anxiety. And the moment we did the fun breathing exercise, uh, we refer to it as, he said to me afterwards, said, mom, my mind does not feel so busy anymore. I can actually look at my work now. So even for parents, looking at when our children are experiencing this anxiety, it's a lovely exercise to do with them in the mornings. Um, just before our cup of coffee, in the mornings when we're sitting around the table, on the couch, just to have those few seconds to do this together as a family. And you can feel your focus is clear for before you step into the office or go to school. It truly has got a beautiful, balanced way to make us clear our minds. There's something that comes to mind at this point, and it's this, the simplification of this. Like it's so simple, yet <laughs> yes. some people will probably still not do it. So why do you think from a personal perspective would someone, let's say someone is a little bit anxious every single day and that leads to being anxious over a, a long time period, which could lead to things like depression and, and a lot of those things, right? And why would you, why would people, even if they have this knowledge, why would they still rather pop a pole to feel better in the moment than just breathe? Why do you think that is? I'm just sometimes like I'm, I can't believe when I see people actually going towards wanting to grab poles and things instead of just utilizing what your body has and utilizing its most basic, most primary function, which is breathing and understanding how to use it. Why, why do you think people tend to go for other things like poles? Do you think it's because they don't believe in these things or do you think it's because they are looking for some quick fix instead of wanting to work through it? I don't know. I'm just looking for like another perspective on, on that as well. 
Chris, I think um, if we explore this topic together, <laughs> you will have to get me off of the podium <laughs> because we are going to, you're going to hear me getting very passionate about <laughs> this to say that this is a very, very, very valid point. We are quick to look at alternatives because this is what we have been taught. This is what we have been told to say that, yeah, is a pull, mm. a pull that can fix it very quickly. Yet on the long term, was it truly the solution? Was it truly something that could not affect other parts of our bodies? We have been given this amazing system, an amazing body. So if we explore and understand how the neurology works and we can create an inner calm for ourselves, why not use this beautiful technique of balanced breathing to truly get to that balance? Chris, I believe that we have, through society and through how we have grown up and what we have heard, maybe gotten to the point where breathing was not something that's been focused on. Maybe this could be something we could implement in schools, add it into a curriculum and say this is something really important for children to understand. Um, so I would love to see more focus on this because I truly believe this could be a very natural way or a natural remedy to help us with anxieties. How do you promote that? How do you sell that idea of how breathing is a solution to anxiety when, when it's probably not, when some people can't see it straight away or when someone doesn't believe you? Because, because I, I find that I'm, I would tell someone about it and they would be like, no, that's, that's, that's mumbo jumbo. That's fluff. That's, you know, how do we, how do we share this idea authentically and actually make an impact? Um, I believe at this point you might laugh at me because uh, somebody would have walked past me in the shopping center a few months ago. Um, there was a lady that was extremely anxious. Um, she was standing and she had lost her wallet and she was looking all over and she was in a panic. And I approached her and I walked to her and I said to her, ma'am, do you mind if um, I just stand here with you? I will look with you for your wallet and just take a very deep breath and let's hold that breath and then we'll slowly release it and together we will find that wallet. And we did find a wallet at the, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, yet she said to me afterwards, wow, I actually stopped breathing there for a moment. So, Chris, I think that we could make it something in general conversation. If we can see that somebody's experiencing anxiety, just to say to them, can we breathe together for a moment? Let's just take a deep breath. Let's sit here together and, and just breathe. And people might at first give you a look and say, mm. well, this is very different. This is odd. The moment they experience that feeling, they realize, wow, this is truly something that can help me relax and alleviate that anxiety feeling. Great. Yeah. See that, that, uh, that question is, is based on the idea that I gave to you earlier about my fixations and my anxiety where I want to be authentic. I want to bring up these things within conversation, but then I think maybe not, <laughs> you know, I'll just, I'll keep it to myself. <laughs> so I guess that's why that question came up for me. Another thing that's coming up while we chat about this, because I know you've given us sort of like two exercises to do. One is the step one, two, three of acknowledge observe and then create, you know, a different decision on, on based on what you know. And then the next is just breathing, right? So based on these two exercises, I want to go and jump quickly into the three-step process you gave us earlier. And you mentioned something that I picked up and you said, you now observe the way that you are reacting and you ask yourself, is this serving me? And you mentioned, now you become curious about that. Now you become fascinated with that. What I feel is I feel that might be your response. That might be our response, but it might not be someone else's response. Someone might go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want to see that. I want to unsee this. How do we, how do we help them? How do, how does someone help themselves if they get into the situation where they, they acknowledge, they, they can see this is something that causes anxiety. It's not an external fear. It's inside. It's in the, it's in the internal world. And they go to the next step, which we've given them, which is to, to question and say, and ask these questions around, 
how did I react? I didn't react in a way that that is serving me. This isn't serving me, but I didn't want to know this, but now I'm in this boat, you know? Uh, I just feel like, I feel like I'm saying this because I see a lot of people aren't curious about this. They aren't as fascinated about this as you and I perhaps could be. Because I, when I see these things, I'm like, yes, can't believe I discovered this. I can't wait to step into this, into this zone of, of curiosity, which also adds a little bit of, it's, it's like a dichotomy. It's going to add some excitement, but also a little bit of, I don't know what to do. Uh, so what would you say in that sense? Like, what is your approach there? What would you, what would you give people? Chris, it is so exciting that you are asking this because I truly love doing this exact exercise with my coaches. Mm. So as a neuro coach, it is something that is truly life-changing for a coach to go through because the moment they realize that I have got the control to observe myself and look at what I'm doing and I can change that, you can see the difference in their faces, the experience that they have. So, Chris, in a situation like this, if there's a coachee that I can see is experiencing anxiety, the moment that I can see the sympathetic system is in overdrive, they are breathing faster, they are speaking faster, and they are at a point where anxiety is clear on their faces, I would actually say and state the fact to say, I'm observing that you're experiencing anxiety at the moment. Mm. Is this what you are experiencing? And the moment they acknowledge that to themselves, to say, yes, I am experiencing this anxiety, you could actually ask the question by saying, is this truly serving you at the moment? And we could have mixed reactions because some people <laughs> say, well, you know, I need to, I need to do this and I need yes. to do that. And yet the moment that that acknowledgement is there for the person to reflect and say, I am experiencing anxiety and at the moment it's not serving me, how do I move out of this? And that is when we look at that reframing to say, observe yourself from the outside and say, is this how I would like to react? Is this how I would like others to see me? And then the moment we have looked and observed that is when you can say, ah, oh, fascinating. So interesting that I reacted this way. One person can say this and I won't react in that way. And another person can say a very similar thing, yet I react totally differently. So it is interesting to become curious about our behavior and how we do things. And this NLP reframing technique is a beautiful way of saying, how can I change my thinking so that I react in a different way that it is serving me as well as others around me? Awesome. So two things that I picked up while you were just speaking. One is I, I feel that people who find themselves in those situations, so those who are listening today, if you can identify with that being, being in that situation where you you basically, you, you acknowledge what's happening. So you become aware and then you start observing that. And you and now the next click comes where you find yourself sort of like in the scared zone, which I just posed a question about. You need to adopt the belief that you can control the next step. And if you don't have that belief, you are always going to be in the other zone because you've, you are observing that, but you're not taking any action because of an, an underlying foundational belief around, I can't control this. So that's, that's like a big thing that I picked up from, from what you just mentioned, because if they don't have that belief, there's, there's no going to, there's not going to be another way. And that's, I find that quite fascinating as well. Um, so if you are, once again, I, I, I believe that if you are finding yourself in that situation, that might be a clue towards a next possible empowering step for you. Um, and the next thing I want to ask, and it's sort of like getting towards the end here, but just to like bounce around this, these, these, these processes and these steps, right. Is to clarify it as best possible and just to you know, pose a few different examples as well. So the last question on top of this three-step process would be one, if we now acknowledge and we observe and then actually decide based on our beliefs, we decide to make 
a different decision on how we would rather react or respond. Do you find that sometimes it still doesn't work out the way that it should, or is it always going to go into a perfect world after that step? <laughs> Chris, you know what? It most definitely, most of the time, will probably turn out not <laughs> to be the one that we want to see. Gotcha. And that is what is so part of this journey of discovery and this journey of getting to know ourselves, self-awareness and understanding. And I think the word fascination comes to mind to say, let's become fascinated. Let's say, I wonder why I react like this. And the moment we get to that fascination, we can immediately see, ah, the reason behind the reaction is what I would like to change. This is where I become aware to say, maybe it is my own self-doubt that I feel I'm not confident enough to stand up in front of a hundred or a thousand people mm -hmm. and talk to them. Maybe it is my limiting beliefs that's holding me back. So I believe that this can truly help us to create the new stories we have been telling ourselves many stories our whole lives through. We've got this inner talk, this inner language saying that, can you truly do that? Will you be able to take that step? Um, will people not want to hear what you have to mm. say? Yet the moment we start talking to ourselves in another way, the way you would encourage anybody else around you, do that for yourself. Encourage yourself. And this is when we're in that step three to create and reframe our language, our inner talk, and the way that we think about things. See yourself in a way to say, I am capable of doing this and I can change the way I'm currently reacting because I have the tools and I've got the internal control to say, you know what, let me try doing something different. Let's become fascinated and let's see what happens. There we go. So tell yourself a story that's actually going to empower you and not disempower you from moving forward. So absolutely love that. So Yolandi, if we, if we wanted to take these, these two ideas that you just gave us, these two processes in terms of moving from fears and fixations towards more freedom and fulfillment in our lives. How can we, how can we provide the listeners this information in a, in a form of a challenge? How would you, how would you suggest they go about doing this in a challenge format where they can perhaps every day uh, try these techniques or these processes to you know, get out of their, their anxious mind? How, what, do, how, what do you suggest for people out there? Chris, I believe that we could make it a, a five-day challenge and say, for the next five days, try these two techniques. The moment you can feel yourself moving towards the feeling of anxiety, try the three steps. See if reframing can be a new way of observing yourself, acknowledging the feeling, and then saying, wow, fascinating. How can I do this differently? And then in the mornings when we wake up, do a breathing technique or before bed where you can feel, you know what, my sympathetic system is in overdrive or my parasympathetic system, I need to take a bit more action. So even if it's procrastination or feeling anxiety, to just breathe to bring those two systems into balance. So I would love to pose a challenge out there and say, let's go and try for five days, even if it's once a day, these two techniques. And Chris, I'd love to hear from the listeners. I'd love to get some feedback to um, see if there's been a difference in how we observe ourselves in our daily lives. Awesome. So yes, guys, there you have it now. If you are still tuned in, thank you for listening all the way. And if you at any point feel like you've been anxious recently or in the past few months and you weren't able to control your inner world at, at that stage and you were perhaps in a way you felt like things could not change or whatever it might be. If you resonated with any part of this conversation and just the moving towards the belief of having a little bit of control over a few things and having the abilities and utilizing those abilities to change whatever's happening in your day-to-day -day experience, then go and try these exercises. Try these exercises 
I mean, it's, it's free. It's there with you every single day. You have that ability to do that. Go and try these exercises. Let us know how it goes. Send us your experience and actually see another test is, is see if you can be consistent every single day. That's another challenge. Don't, don't think because it's so simple, it's not worthwhile. It's definitely worthwhile. I've also been doing some breathing exercises and I can tell you that it changes your world. It, it, it really like shifts your world. So we're going to jump into uh, maybe an email that Yulandi will pass us over in the last part of this episode, but let's get into the three impact questions. So three questions that are short and sweet so we can get some, uh, like a summary going of what's been said perhaps. So Yulandi, what is one small action and it might be something that you said within this episode. What is one small action that we can take after this discussion today to move from our anxious state and move into an empowered state? What is that one action step? Chris, that one action step is for us to all become curious. Love it. Let's become curious. Let's look at how I behave and react the way I do. So let's become curious. I love that. Yeah, the curiosity is going to lead into the questions and the questions are going to lead to new answers and new perspectives. There you go. So second question is, what is one thing that we can stop doing that is perhaps preventing us from living this, this, this uh, authentic and fulf- like fulfilled life? What is that thing that most of us should just stop doing? <laughs> Do you feel? What is that? We are focusing currently on our outer world every day, most of the day, let's stop focusing all the time on the outer world and let's start focusing on our inner worlds. Let's take that curiosity and say, wow, it's amazing how the outer world affects my inner world. Yet the moment that we get to that realization to say, I can control my inner world. So let's stop focusing on that outer world and let's look at what we can do for our inner worlds. That's powerful. Question three and last question is which question could you potentially give people out there that would act as a a catalyst in helping someone shift into the empowered perspective? Because we might be on the one side and what question do you feel can just help us shift to the other side, the empowered side, which we all want to be in? Chris, I'd like to ask the listeners, go and explore what the word fulfillment means to you. If I say the word fulfillment, it can mean something totally different to me, different to you, and different to everybody else. Go explore the word fulfillment. Go write down what comes to mind. Look at your inner language. And the moment we understand what fulfillment means to each of us, that can move us to freedom and fulfillment in our own lives. Awesome. So there you go, guys. What what fulfills you? Start exploring that question since I also believe learning from people like Tony Robbins that fulfillment is an art. It's it's your own way of how you get there. It's your own way of how you explore that and what that means to you. So lovely. Question Ask that question to yourself every single day or just today if you at least want to have a starting point and to see what that means to you. And you have at least, you at least have a way of knowing where you want to go with that. So Yulandi, where can people get a hold of you if they want to learn more of what we just spoke about or send their, you know, their feedback in terms of their experience with these exercises? Where do we go? Chris, I will be uh, sending you my email address and our website address for um, listeners to access. They are welcome to go onto our website um, for the Neuro Coach Institute and our details are also all available there. So we would love to hear from everybody. Please um, feel free to send us an email. Great. Guys, I'm going to add those links into the show notes of the episode if you want to get in touch with Yulandi and go and check out the NeuroCoach Institute, which is going to be definitely worth your time. So as a closing question, Yulandi, in what way would you like to inspire, empower, or impact this world that we live in? Chris, um, I have this little board that's here on my desk every single day when I come and I sit here. And um, the listeners now can't see that I am showing it to Chris there. And it is a quote by Jim Ron that says, life does not get better by chance. It gets better by change. 
we are experiencing quite a bit of change. <laughs> and I believe we must embrace it and say, how exciting is this? And what changes can I bring to my life to live fulfillment and to live with freedom? So powerful, right? I love that. I think that's, that's what this entire episode has been about. So I think that's a great way to leave us with this episode. So Yolandi, thank you so much for people or helping people just navigate through fear into freedom and into the realm of possibility, into the space of fulfillment. I really feel that you and the company that you work with, so the NeuroCoach Institute, I think, I think that you guys are really giving people the tools that they need to live more fulfilled lives. And you show people how to utilize this power within, utilize and, and take control of this inner world that we all deal with, right? So thank you for making that difference. And thank you for helping people take responsibility in their own lives. Keep going. Admire your work. Chris, thank you very much again for having me. And um, yes, I look forward to getting to know a few more of the people or the listeners that are welcome to contact us. Thank you very much. Thank you, Lundy. And that is it for this episode. I hope that you loved this content because I really did. I really found a lot of value from this. I find so much value in simple things. You know, I try to go even more and more simplistic as I move forward because life sometimes just has these simple solutions waiting for us, yet we try and make it so complex as human beings. So I hope that Yulandi, you know, could help you and challenge you to change the way that you look at things and help you reframe situations in your life. If you did the challenge and if you are keen on doing that challenge, please try that in the next five days or whatever five days you want to use to try and do these exercises. I want you to try them and then let us know how it went. You know, go and email Yulandi at the email that you will find in the show notes of the episode. Or just send me an email at info at exploringpossibility.co.za and let me know how the process went. Let me know what you learned. Let me know the new feeling that you were able to, you know, observe and then acknowledge. And if you were able to create a new story for yourself. And if you did the balancing breath exercise, especially if you did it for five days consistently, let me know how that just puts you, you know, back into a state where you are calm again and where you can start thinking clearly about what to do next. Let me know how these exercises went. I'd love to hear back from you. Go and do them and then we'll be in touch. That's it for this episode. So I'll see you guys in the next episode of Exploring Possibility. And remember, don't be afraid to go and explore and find the possibility. Keep expanding your potential, guys. Cheers.